Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists. Like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainor, New Kids on the Block, Sean Paul, Sum 41, Whitney Cummings, and many more for way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. Hi guys, I'm Emma. And I'm Julie. And we're the girls behind Comments by Celebs. And welcome back to another episode. Hey, Jewel. Hi, Em. Recording our regular episode on Monday night for Tuesday release. How you feeling? Pretty crazy. Two episodes in less than 24 hours. I feel like the chaos of these episodes really matches our chaotic energy because I can just feel it from both of us. I mean, you were pretty much hiding from a tornado about three seconds before we started recording. (laughs) You guys don't understand. Julie and I are about to go record and my phone gets an alert like tornado warning. My dad and I run to the basement. We're hiding there. Julie's like, are you ready? I'm like, "Just, just give me a minute. The lightning is like flashing, but I think we're good now. There haven't been any flashes. And I mean, you guys are along with me for the ride. So if something happens, you'll be the first to know. But (laughs) <laughs> I think we're good, don't you? It's not a live podcast, Em. <laughs> Almost 24 hours later. Sometimes I wish it was. I don't. <laughs> so let's just keep in mind, when we started recording the Kardashian bonus show this morning, one of the first things we said was like, you know, we thought this was the right call to do this episode on Monday since it aired on Sunday night, and there's no news that is so pressing that can't wait till Tuesday. Well, thank God that we waited because moments after we send the final cut to our producer, we find out that Chloe and Tristan allegedly broke up. So we're going to get into all of that. Normally we would talk about it in the Kardashian recap, but I don't know. I feel like we should start with that. What do you think? To me, it's main story news always. Yeah. And the way that I kind of want to do this is a little bit different than our normal chronological breakdown. I actually want to do it from the perspective of how we found it out, which I'm sure was similar to a lot of you, but I was very confused for the first few hours. So let's talk about it. Let's clarify any confusion. Yes. So this all really starts on Sunday night when Tana Mojo tweeted and said, all I know to tweet about my birthday party last night is that Tristan Thompson was one of the first attendees, like babe, where's true? She had this big blowout party in LA and somebody, an account named Clocaine, which I know you guys are probably wondering, what is she telling us? Quote tweeted it and wrote, shut the fuck up. This screams attention seeking at its finest because you know damn well that man's going to make headlines over anything pertaining to women. You're a bird. Don't speak on true either. Weird ass hoe. Which in general, we would never be bringing this tweet up except for the fact that Chloe liked it. So at first glance on Sunday night, when we have no idea what's going on, that seems to us as though Chloe is defending Tristan from these like quote allegations that Tana is making or insinuations that Tana is making. Right. Correct so far? Correct. So then on Monday, today, yesterday, by the time you guys are listening to this, a Daily Mail article comes out that speaks about how Tristan was at a party Friday night, different party than Tana's on Saturday night. It was a party in Bel Air that Drake threw for his head of security. And the title is exclusive. Tristan Thompson disappeared into a bedroom with three women at a Bel Air house party and emerged 30 minutes later looking disheveled, just a day after having lunch with girlfriend Chloe and daughter True. After that story comes out, Tristan had tweeted cap emojis. So at this point, 
We don't really know what's going on. And the only thing we can gather is Chloe seemingly defending Tristan. This article came out, which to us at first glance seems as though he was cheating. And he then comes out with cap emojis, basically saying, this is bullshit. So then a few hours later on Monday, this E! News article breaks that says, a separate insider close to Chloe confirmed she broke up with Tristan, quote, very recently over ongoing speculation surrounding his loyalty. Quote, they had been working through the cheating rumors for the last couple of weeks, but Chloe told Tristan he lost all of her trust and the relationship could not be repaired. Chloe really tried, but ultimately felt too betrayed by him. She's done and says she will not go back. The source continues, quote, they have been co-parenting and have seen each other several times in the last week with True, but are not romantically together. Keep in mind, what this article is referring to is not the quote cheating allegations that happened over the weekend, because if this article is correct and they actually broke up a few weeks ago, technically that wouldn't be cheating. Most likely what it's referring to, or one that we can speak of, and there may be others, is a few weeks ago when that Instagram model had come out and said, Tristan was cheating on Chloe with me, and she was met with a lot of uncertainty just because her details didn't seem to be adding up. So that's the only incident we can point to as a specific, but I'm sure there could have been others that were also swirling. Oh, absolutely. There was also that one person who had come forward saying that Tristan was the father of her child, even though Tristan had taken the paternity test and he wasn't, according to all these reports. And there was ongoing stories that Tristan and Chloe had sent the woman cease and desist orders. And essentially all that means is that it seems like Tristan's name is just always circulating no matter what. Right. But what's so interesting is if you're trying to process this story as we were, you were a little bit confused because you hear about the cheating rumors from Friday night and Saturday night. And then a day later, you hear that they broke up. And in no world, if that actually happened on those nights, would the breakup happen within 24 hours? Or if it did, we would never find out about it. So it's not until you really go in that you realize, actually, if this is true, technically he wasn't cheating. He just has a remarkably fast bounce back game because he clearly can't stop himself. Well, the way this whole thing played out was so weird and also a little bit funny because it started with this Tana tweet that even though there was some insinuation there just based on using Tristan's name, it didn't really say anything. Like I saw somebody reply to that tweet and was like, so you're starting an issue because a father went out at night without his child and showed up on time to your birthday party. Like there was a lot of confusion about why Tana would have tweeted that in the first place, other than just like quote, attention seeking behavior. So then from that one weird tweet, and then the tweet that Chloe liked on top of that, you then have a story about Tristan being in a room with girls at a completely separate party that has absolutely nothing to do with Tana And then all of a sudden they've been broken up for weeks. It was like the way this whole thing played out was absolutely bizarre. Absolutely bizarre. And I mean, I feel like we can feel confident in saying that Tana probably doesn't have inside information as to Chloe and Tristan's relationship status. So I'm sure she tweeted that kind of with the intention of stirring up something to show, you know, he isn't on the best behavior as everybody may think he is. Meanwhile, technically it wasn't really outing anything. Right. I honestly have to say, based on what I know about Tana, is that I don't even think she tweeted it with any intention to call out his behavior or rumors she's heard about his behavior. I think it was just entirely like, I know that this tweet will pick up a lot of traction and I'm just going to tweet it. The fact that everything else came out afterwards, to me, seems like pure coincidence. And how bizarre, though, that Chloe was liking that tweet almost in defense of him. Right, because... 
anything that's kind of in defense of Tristan is also in defense of Chloe because as soon as Tristan screws up or it's alleged that Tristan screwed up, that blame then gets put on Chloe for taking him back or, quote, allowing this behavior. Obviously, that is not a belief that we subscribe to because that is just illogical to blame Chloe for the actions of Tristan, but it does inevitably always happen. So then let me ask you something. Do you think that their goal, assuming all of this stuff is true, right, that they really did break up, is that do you think that Chloe's goal was to keep this under wraps for a little while, specifically because, keep in mind, part two of the reunion where she's talking about building a future with him just aired on Sunday. So if Tana's party never happened, if Drake's security guard's party never happened, do you think that they would have tried to keep this a secret for much longer? Because my gut is telling me yes. Probably. I don't know how much longer, but I would say that they probably agreed to keep it a secret until at least the reunion was out, if I had to guess. I guess my reaction to that would be, we have no idea. We were completely shooting in the dark here. But I guess I wonder, is Chloe having this reaction of like, oh my God, you couldn't just not do that at a party for like the first few weeks kind of thing? Like, can't you just give me time to be able to come out with this on my own time? Again, I don't know. I'm kind of just making up that narrative, but that wouldn't be so shocking. No, it wouldn't be. I don't know what Chloe's plan was. I don't know if she was going to release a statement if they were going to have an official breakup announcement because they never had an official we're back together announcement. So why feel the need to call attention to the end of it? I think I think that the way Chloe chooses to operate within this relationship is that it's it's not like she's necessarily trying to hide anything. For example, she didn't post for Tristan for Father's Day, which is kind of unusual for her. So it's not like she's trying to keep anything under wraps or act like everything is okay when it's not, or vice versa, when they were in the relationship, act like, you know, they were completely 100% a couple. Like, she just posted clues and posted a ring picture and posted pictures with him. But it wasn't like very obvious, blatant posting. So my guess is she would have just continued to do that until the story broke. I think her goal in all of this is to draw as much attention away from her as possible. Yeah. It's just crazy that the timing of this all happened right after the reunion, which I I know everybody thinks that that's a Kris Jenner thing. With this particular thing, I do not think that that's the case. No, I think they would have preferred for it to sit a little bit longer because especially in terms of the backlash about Jordan that they were inevitably going to get and then did get just because people have very mixed feelings on that and mixed feelings on the way Chloe should be reacting towards Jordan for that to come out so soon to those reactions and to have these Tristan rumors or breakup rumors come out so soon after that. It's a lot going on at once, and I think if it were up to them, obviously, they would have let those two things be very separate and have very separate times apart. Yeah, I think so too. I don't know. We'll have to see. I mean, this is obviously one of the negative effects of not having the show anymore. You're not going to be able to watch this play out. Not that it would have been in real time, but you know, a few months later, although I think Chloe is probably thrilled about that because having to relive it is not something I think she's a fan of. And I think we should try, I say this, to you and also to everybody listening, you know, you can only, something can only like bother you if you give it energy. So let's give Tristan as little energy as possible. Obviously this happened. We're going to talk about it and then let's just not talk about it anymore. And let's just try to remove him from our brain space because why are we continuing that association when it's not serving her and it's not serving any of us? And why do we need to be riled up with anger and annoyance over something that doesn't even impact us? Well, I mean, yes, but 
I personally don't feel that way about this situation. Like I just feel so indifferent about everything involving Tristan now. The only reason I was surprised to see this breakup announcement come is A, because the timeline was so strange here and so confusing and like progressed in a very odd way. But also because Tristan's name is just always circulating and every single time it does, it's not like a breakup announcement comes. So for there to be a breakup, and not that this was an announcement, just that, you know, multiple news sources had posted about it. So to say that there was a breakup in the midst of this whole timeline just caught me off guard because I'm used to seeing nothing as a result. I don't feel any sort of anger towards Tristan or like, I don't feel worked up or bothered by this because A, technically, if these reports are right, he was single during this. He, you know, he had every right to kind of hook up with a girl at a private Bel Air party. So... Yeah, I mean, I'm interested to see how this plays out from Chloe's end, if she'll say anything. But I don't think this is a situation like the last couple of times where you're filled with so much anger towards him. It's kind of like, okay, we knew this was going to happen eventually. We And it's not like anybody expected them to last. I think we expected that they would stay together for a little bit. But I don't think anyone was out here being like, oh, this is it this time. They're 100% going to last. Well, Yes, I I agree, but let's backtrack for a second with what you just said. The first is, no, technically what he did this weekend, I mean, according to what the articles say, wasn't cheating at all. However, also according to the E! News article, it was either because of something that he did or just the intensity of the speculation that allowed Chloe to no longer trust him, which to give her a reason to speculate is something that I can't get behind. And then on top of that, did I think they were going to be together forever? No. Did I think that she was genuinely very serious about the surrogacy journey and doing that with him? Yes. And so she already has so much anxiety surrounding her desire to have another child. And now in the midst of all of that, to be confronted with this and to take away the one thing in all of it that was a constant. She doesn't know how it's going to happen. She doesn't know who the surrogate's going to be, when it's going to be, but she knows the constant is that it's going to be his child. And that, that now presumably is taken from her. I don't think it is taken from her. I'm I'm like 99% sure that they'll still do that. Interesting. Well, we watched season 20 entirely unfold and they weren't technically back together at that point. And she was very ready to do that surrogacy journey with him. And she <laughs> made it very clear like that, you know, especially in the beginning when they were talking about parental rights and having a child and him having to you know, under California state law, sign certain rights away. Like she was very prepared to do that with them, not together even a little bit. So yeah, I think that her desire to have another child and I think her desire for True to have a sibling or another sibling is going to override that breakup. I think as long as they're still on very good terms, 100% they'll still go through with that if they can. That is so interesting because that is so not where my mind goes. To me, I'm like, no, she's not going to want to have another kid with him, even if they're not romantically involved. That's We'll see. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I will not be shocked at all if they decide to do that in the slightest. I like my mind didn't even go there. I I genuinely, as soon as I heard the news, like my opinion on the surrogacy journey did not change in the slightest. Wow, I'm really curious what other people think of that. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, it wouldn't be the craziest thing. I just, I guess that's just what I thought. But maybe that's just a really traditional mindset that I have, and that's not accurate. Who knows? Well, I think you're also approaching it in the way that like is a very logical approach of what most people would do. And obviously the way Chloe has approached this relationship is not the obvious logical approach that most people would have. I guess so. I don't know. I think it's just a shitty situation all around. And I think she really deserves better. And hopefully 
will be looking back on this in a few years and being like, wow, that guy that she's with really treats her in the way that she deserves to be treated. So let's put that out there. I really hope so. So the weather is finally getting a little warmer. And one of the most fun parts about the seasons changing is kind of the wardrobe revamp that comes along with that. And if you're looking to update your wardrobe without spending a fortune, I want to introduce you to Quince because I really think that they do quality essentials kind of better than anyone I found. And I've told you guys about them before, but specifically as the weather is getting warmer, their linen dresses, like such an easy throw on, so comfortable, such good quality. To me, if you put on a linen dress with a pair of white sneakers, a little cardigan over your shoulders, to me, that is such a chic look. Also, their washable silk blouses. They are so comfortable, but you look so put together. They have great like scoop neck t-shirts, just comfortable, easy staples. Like that is what I like about them. I think that you can really build just a quality wardrobe collection with their essentials. And the best part is that all Quinn's items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. So by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and then passes those savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm rather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash CBC for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash CBC to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash CBC. Let me preface this by saying this was entirely a media circus. I don't even want to get anybody's hopes up. I more so just want to talk about what it was like when this tweet came up to see if anybody else had a similar reaction. Because around four o'clock today, people posted this tweet that said, Alex Rodriguez spotted hanging out with Ben Affleck's ex, Lindsay Shookus, at party. And Julie sends it in our group and we're like, no fucking way. There is just no world in which JLo and A-Rod break up, JLo gets back with Ben Affleck, and now A-Rod is with Ben's ex, Lindsay. Like, we couldn't believe that, which upon reading the article, you realize it wasn't that serious at all. They were just at her birthday party in the Hamptons. They were seated next to each other, and according to the source, they've been friends for 15 years. It's completely platonic and nothing going on. I just really hope that someone else had that same initial reaction that we did. Well, I think everybody did. Like everyone's initial reaction was like, oh my God, imagine. But the thing here that's so funny is that I genuinely feel like between J-Lo, Ben Affleck, and A-Rod, they are currently carrying Hollywood news on their back. Like they are pulling the weight of every single person in Hollywood right now. And I think everyone else needs to step up and do their part. Julie, that is how I feel. We are getting so much from them. That's why I wasn't even upset once I found out that this was nothing and they've been friends forever, I liked the jolt that I felt from that headline because we haven't had that many jolting headlines recently. I was relatively underwhelmed by the Chloe and Tristan thing, if I'm being honest. It's just nice to feel something, you know? <laughs> I do feel like it's not just that J-Lo and Ben Affleck and A-Rod as well, because you had A-Rod reports of him getting dinner with his ex-wife. Obviously, it's just the mother of his children. Like, that's not a big deal either. But- the three of them are just circulating constantly in these news stories and everybody else is like apparently asleep at their homes and not doing anything. And it's like, do your part. They can't carry all of Hollywood on their backs. I know. How many more years is JLo going to be able to do this for? You know, we need to, I wish she could really sit down some of this younger Hollywood and say, this is how you maintain relevancy in a way that still feels exciting. Right. 
I just, I do feel like there's been a lack of celebrity news stories or like very exciting ones. And I just want to see other people do something, make me feel something, get a headline going that makes me send in the group chat and say, holy shit. I do think, and maybe I'm just being optimistic, but I really do think that now with things opening up, there's going to be more opportunities for sightings and parties. And I mean, you can definitely speak to this. The energy in New York right now, at least, is very much one <laughs> filled with like excitement and just everybody is so fucking horny. And I don't think that Hollywood is at all immune to that. No, I don't, I don't think so either. And I think that a lot of Hollywood is actually going to be having a lot of New York moments as well. Right. We welcome that wholeheartedly. I welcome it so much. Like, let's make this the summer of going crazy. Let's get a news story going every single week about a random grouping of people, a random couple, people doing crazy things. Like, let's get it going here. Right. And that's why, as I'm sure we'll get into later when we're talking about the MGK concert at Venice Beach, those random TikTok groupings where it's like Megan Fox hanging out with Addison Ray, hanging out with Avril Lavigne, that's the shit that I want to see. I will say that between MGK, Megan Fox, and Travis and Courtney, they might be horny enough for the rest of us, for all of us. That is a true statement. They have, if you're wondering what it's like in New York, just look at them. <laughs> they exhibit that energy more than anybody I've ever seen. That's what I want to see Hollywood do. I want every single person in Hollywood to have either JLo and Ben Affleck energy, where it's like not only are you guys dating and hooking up and it's crazy, but you are making headlines every single week. Or I want you to have Courtney and Travis energy where I look at photos and videos of you and I cannot even believe that two people can be this horny. Yes. And I will add on top to the JLo and Ben one, as we said last week, it can't be lost there. They're rekindling because that adds a whole different energy. So while both of them, you could say, are kind of like in this honeymoon phase, it does feel a little bit different because although they're both filled with comfort. One is just comfort of a friendship and the other one is comfort of a previous relationship. So I'm now realizing as I'm talking, maybe comfort is the underlying theme here. Summer 2021, get back with your ex. Personally, I will not be taking that advice, but I am so on your page of kind of pushing that into Hollywood and letting that be known that that's something we're all really on board about. I think that we're putting it into the universe that we're going to have a lot of stories this summer. Julie, I love when you put things into the universe and say that phrase, putting it into the universe. I'm sorry, before we were friends, you would have never fucking said that. Um, even currently being friends, I usually don't say it, but I do feel like I can make an exception every so often. Guys, we're getting Julie to start manifesting. Don't don't be surprised in a few weeks she's charging her crystals. Whew. I, I don't even like what? <laughs> <laughs> what with an iPhone charger? <laughs> Wait, one other thing I wanted to mention that I don't think we talked about. Anna Diarmas is apparently dating that Tinder VP, Paul Bukadakis, I believe his name is, which, good for her. Yeah, get that bag. You know what? She wanted Starbucks. She was sick of Duncan. <laughs> yes. What a, what a life motto. I, I have to say, in the Starbucks versus Duncan debate, like sometimes you just want a shitty cup of coffee. First of all, you know me. Duncan is my thing. I I always prefer Duncan, and that's not anything to do with. <laughs> I liked Duncan way before Charlie D'Amelio was ever a thing. I'll put it like that. 
Well, first of all, obviously, duh. <laughs> the way I feel about Duncan is the way I feel about Diet Coke. Like, sometimes I just want to taste like I'm drinking a chemical and be happy about it. Yeah, and just rejoice in that. Yeah, it's it's too good not to. Also, my favorite tweet maybe ever is that is the tweet about Dunkin' that's like, what's amazing about Dunkin' Donuts is that you can order the exact same drink at multiple Dunkin' Donuts and it will taste vastly different every single time. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> Also, last week when we were talking about how we drank a lot of Diet Coke in LA and you were like, don't tell my mom, so many people DM'd us and were like, yeah, why do moms have such a fundamental opposition to Diet Coke? And I was like, because it's terrible for you. Drinking Diet Coke to moms has the exact same energy as like writing on yourself with a pen. Yes. Oh, what what are other ones like that? I have to think of others. Like anything my mom ever told me not to do, but like also did herself simultaneously. Yeah. That's a really good one. Thanks, kid. So Mother's Day is coming up, and I know sometimes it can be difficult figuring out what to get your mom because realistically, no gift is going to do justice for how much you love and appreciate her. But I'm sure you've done the classic, you know, bathrobe, candle, sweaters, gift cards. If you're looking to mix it up, I want to tell you about Aura Frames. So they were named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter. And it's just the kind of gift that is guaranteed to bring joy because realistically, there's nothing our parents love more than seeing us. So for them to be able to see more of us, even if you don't live close by, like that is probably the best gift you could give a parent. They're Wi-Fi connected. They come with unlimited storage. So you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to your mom's frame. And it's easy to set up. It takes about two minutes to set up a frame using the Aura app. We have one in my kitchen and... Every time my dad comes down for breakfast, like it just makes him so happy. There's pictures of me, pictures of me and my parents when I was little, pictures of my grandparents. Like I think as a parent, you never get sick of that. And it's just the kind of gift I know she will love. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code CBC at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. So a few weeks ago, at this point, it's probably almost a month ago, we were talking about the Chrissy Teigen, Courtney Stodden situation that had gone on. And after that back and forth, Chrissy was kind of on a hiatus from social media and there wasn't really much happening. And since then, this entire Michael Costello situation has gone down, which I'm sure most of you are very familiar with at this point, because there's been so many moving parts. I'm not going to break it down step-by-step because there is so much reading involved, But basically what had happened was Chrissy makes her return to social media. She posts on her Instagram, this Medium article that she wrote, basically just expressing her continued remorse, explaining how she's going to move forward and et cetera. And pretty immediately after that, Michael Costello, who is a very well-known designer, posts on his Instagram a statement saying that he has received bullying and harassment at the hands of Chrissy and her stylist, Monica Rose. And he then posts these screenshots, allegedly from 2014, where he had this interaction with Chrissy. Basically what had happened was there was a comment he had made using racial slurs, which at the time his team said was Photoshopped. Also still now they say that it was Photoshopped. And at the time, Chrissy had commented on that kind of weighing in on the scandal. And according to him, and according to these screenshots, he DM'd her basically pleading with her saying, please listen to me. These aren't real. These are Photoshopped. And in these screenshots was her using relatively threatening language saying, no, you'll never work again. And in this post, he basically said that the bullying and harassment he received from her led him to having suicidal ideation. It was this whole back and forth. 
And after he posted that, before Chrissy even responded, Leona Lewis and Fallon, who's on the Housewives of Atlanta, came out against Michael saying that they actually had their own traumatic experiences with him and his team. So at this point, it's a complete mess. And a few days later, this Business Insider article comes out saying that the DMs that Michael posted were Photoshopped images. And since then, more people have spoken on that, just more so from the technological side, saying that there were features that were shown in those screenshots. There's no way it could have been from 2014. Those features didn't exist then. The color of the text, her icon, things like that. John Legend spoke about it briefly on Twitter. And then Chrissy came out with a statement from her legal team, which she posted to her Instagram, that basically said, (laughs) really summarized, Yes, she was a shitty person. She did a lot of bad things. However, this one is completely false and Michael's motives are really unclear, but she's not going to be dragged through the mud for something that she didn't do. She'll admit everything she did do. This is something that simply is false. He then came out with another statement saying that this whole thing has really led to some bad mental health for him and he's going to take a little bit of time off. So that's kind of the most recent update here. And the first thing I just want to say about this situation is that when we were talking about the Courtney stuff, it was very matter of fact. It was like Chrissy objectively did something wrong. Courtney called her out for it. Chrissy apologized. The world recognized that what she did was objectively wrong. And that was kind of it. Yes, more things had come out a little bit here and there. But this Michael Costello story, just you couldn't keep up. I felt like even for us, we were having a really hard time keeping up with what was happening. Didn't you feel that way? Yeah, there were so many moving parts and so many other people that ended up getting involved in this story because people had allegations against Michael Costello himself, aside from this Chrissy situation. So what ended up happening here just completely snowballed into a situation where it was hard to even keep track of who did what, who said what, what was real, what wasn't real, what actually happened. It was a very chaotic story. No, it really was. And, you know, It's just so interesting to me because if this Business Insider article and a lot of these other articles are correct, and these DMs were in fact photoshopped, I really am sitting here kind of wondering Michael's goal in this because I totally agree that if you feel like you were wronged by somebody or someone's actions caused you a serious decline in your mental health and you want to speak about it, you are more than entitled to do that. Absolutely. No matter how big the person you're going up against is completely. But it's just to me, if you're going into this knowing it was fake, let's say what this Business Insider article said was true, the net is so negative. And that's where I'm struggling to kind of understand what the goal was here. Yeah. I don't understand the goal either. I mean, aside from the backlash that Michael got from other people who then came forward because he came forward with these allegations against Chrissy, which presumably according to this business insider article were not true. And the, the DMS were Photoshopped. It kind of put a target on his back for everyone else who had something against him to kind of come forward with something to say. And as well as that, he was piling onto a situation where somebody's mental health was very seriously in question and somebody who's been struggling a lot in order to post DMs that aren't even real or presumably aren't even real. So I just, I don't understand the logic on any level for himself or against Chrissy. Well, the other thing that I think about is like, let's just call it like it is. 
in the court of public opinion, I don't think that Chrissy is voting very well at the moment. And that is very clear. We've seen it happen with some professional endeavors. It's, it's, it's very clear. Nobody is at all denying that. And some of the things that she did in her past were shitty and did suck. And she's totally owning that. So to me, it's like, if I, I'm thinking to Michael, like, she didn't need any more help here. You know what I mean? Like, if your goal was to kind of, if you have something against her and your goal was kind of to really have her look bad in the eyes of the public, she was there, you know? <laughs> like, I, just, I know that's not really the most eloquent way to put it, but that's kind of how I feel if I'm trying to get into his brain. And also, on that same side, I think two things can be true. I think you could have done really shitty things and not have been the best person in the past and like fully own that and then also have a right to want to defend yourself from something that is simply false. Oh, absolutely. Yes. So I don't know. We'll see what happens with this. I'll be very curious to see if there's any more interactions, if it gets into real legal stuff, if this affects him professionally, if this affects her additionally professionally, I don't know, but it's uh a weird world we're living in. It really is. You are right about that. Apartments.com believes the dishwasher does more than just clean plates. It turns your whole place into a time machine by turning the time you would have spent washing dishes into extra time for you. That could mean more time to read, more time to knit, or more time to contemplate the vastness of time itself. With Apartments.com, finding somewhere to live with an elusive dishwashing slash time-expanding device is easy. And listen, we all have our non-negotiables in terms of what we really want when looking for an apartment. I know for me, natural light has always been really important. I just know myself and I am a happier person when I have that natural light throughout the day. And I also told myself that in my next place, I will definitely have a washer and dryer because you just can't beat that convenience. And I know it can be hard to find, but when you find it, I think it is so worth it. Apartments.com hosts the most rental listings with over 1 million available units. And with comprehensive search tools and instant alerts, you never have to worry about missing out on the perfect place. To find whatever you're searching for and more, visit Apartments.com, the place to find a place. Next thing we wanted to talk about, which I first just want to say, I don't know if we care about this more than your average person does because we and Isabel have such an affinity for Lala. So I don't know if other people actually give a shit about this. I have no idea either, but I think that their relationship had certainly been followed over the years. I don't know if people lost interest as like the news of the separation came and went multiple times and then the divorce just came, but I definitely have followed the story since the beginning, I feel like. Yeah. So what we're talking about here is Lala Anthony filed for divorce from Carmelo after 11 years of marriage and 16 years together. So she filed in New York on Thursday. And like Julie said, this was definitely not the smoothest ride for a lot of years. They had first split in 2017 after seven years. There were all these cheating rumors that were going on. By late 2018, they were working things out or seemingly. And then 2019, kind of like the middle of the year, she apparently referred to their marriage as strained. There was more cheating speculation. And apparently when they went into quarantine in 2020, they were still kind of on shaky ground. And so clearly they're coming out of quarantine, no longer a couple. But it's not that I think it's surprising in the sense of like, I thought they were this perfect, happy couple. I just thought at this point, they've gone through so much shit and they've stayed. I thought something big would have to happen for her to pull the plug. Yeah, I kind of figured that they were going to stay in this uh, 
in between period for a very long time. It seemed like they were very back and forth. I know there were uh, conversations about them maybe being in an open relationship at one point. I think with them, their main priority has always been their son. And it's been very, very clear for a long time that that's the case. So I figured that them staying together kind of had a lot to do with that and, you know, being separated and kind of living their lives, but still having that as almost like a home base kind of thing. So I was surprised to see the actual official filing for divorce, but it's not surprising that their marriage ended. No. And you know what? Good for her. I think that she's probably really tired of being in this constant back and forth. It's even if you, which I don't think was the case here, but even if you really trust your husband deep down, it must be exhausting to have these rumors constantly swirling. And I think that she just had enough and I can't help but say it. And so many people sent this to us. Like her and Kim are now single at the same time. And I think that is going to be a situation of itself. And Chloe. And Chloe, apparently. Wow. Right. I mean, we'll see what happens there. A lot of people have said, like, we're going to get a Kim and and Lala hot girl summer. So it'll be very exciting to see that play out. Yeah. Listen, I have followed Lala from the days when she was hosting the reunions on VH1. I genuinely have way before I knew she was ever friends with the Kardashians. I've always thought that she was going places. I thought she was just had this way of like really just being so personable and so warm and also so cool. And I just have followed her for so long and I just really, really want her to do her thing and be with somebody that is so deserving of her. Yeah, absolutely. And it seems like they are still on good terms or seemingly good terms because they were both at their son's basketball game together over the weekend. And I believe that Lala posted for him on Father's Day. So it seems like the divorce was kind of more official paperwork than any sort of hinting that their relationship itself, as it's been for the past couple of years, has changed in any way. Right. I think so too. Okay. Let's talk about this pop-up concert at Venice Beach. Yes? I would love to. I guess this is our transition into the Kardashian recap, but it's Courtney Travis, Machine Gun Kelly, and Megan Fox. There were some other people there, like Mod Sun, Addison, Jaden Hostler, a bunch of others. But this was such a random thing. And I have to say, <laughs> a lot of the times we see these four out, or the times that we have, and they're at a dinner or they're at something, and you're like, wow, I would have so loved to be in that restaurant just to watch them interact. I can say with 100% certainty, there's no part of me that would have wanted to be anywhere near that situation that was going on. It just looked like a modern day frat party in a way. And I just really was so, the vibe of the, the little things that we saw was not something that enticed me in the slightest. I love that you just said modern day frat party as if those are outdated. Because <laughs> of COVID. Like as if they're a thing of the past. Like um, remember remember frat parties when we were kids? You'll never have them again. <laughs> That's how I feel. This most recent college year had nothing. I know, but eventually they'll make a comeback. Okay. You know what I mean. I know what you mean. You're right. I was very happy to watch that situation from completely afar. You guys, this is the kind of thing though, you have to really go to the accounts that have the videos because the pictures just don't do it justice. It's not until you see Megan, Courtney, Travis, and Machine Gun Kelly I can't believe he has three names, by the way. That's like a fucking mouthful. Well, you can say MGK. Should I just say MGK? I think I'm going to say that from now on. What, I mean, whatever feels comfortable to you. 
Isn't his name Colson? Yes. Colson Baker. Oh, should I call him Colson just for purposes of the podcast? You're not Megan. I don't think you no, can. I can't I can't call him Colson. I can't believe I had Colson's that thought. Hot name. It's a hot name, but I can't believe I just had that thought. I can't believe I even thought of calling him Colson. I would never do that. You know what we should have done? We should have presented this section with no explanation and just been like, Travis and Courtney were seen with Colson and Megan. And then the other <laughs> people had to take a minute to figure out who we were talking about. <laughs> Well, what I was saying is you just have to watch the videos because the interactions are so interesting to me. And and the way that in this sea of people and like this chaos, they find each other. And it seems like each of the couples are each other's point of kind of safety. It's just really interesting. And then Addison is there and Jaden Hostler is there. And it's almost like this subset of fame that seems to be this little group that's forming. And a lot of it obviously is or I would say most of it really stems from the music. Clearly Jaden is close with Travis and all of that, but it's just a whole crew of people that I, a year ago, six months ago, I would have never anticipated would be hanging out in this way. Don't forget about Avril Lavigne and Madsen. Right. Avril Lavigne and Madsen. Exactly. If you told me that Courtney was going to be with Addison and Madsen at Venice beach, and then Megan Fox was also going to be there. I would have told you you were fucking crazy. It is. The groupings of people is so funny to me. And I think for people who know TikTok or know the dynamics of the TikTok groups, there's something very funny about thinking about Addison and Jaden both showing up to this event, not together, but being like, how did we both end up here? (laughs) Right. And also, by the way, where's Nessa? That's what I want to see. Not because I personally care, just because I think it would be really funny to watch Kourtney Kardashian next to Nessa Barrett. There's something just so absolutely hilarious about all of it because then you also have Travis's kids who are very big on TikTok. Alabama and Landon are both, you know, have huge followings on TikTok. So then it's like, I wonder if there's ever going to be some sort of a collab between like Landon and Jaden and those boys and, you know, maybe Alabama and Addison and, and the rest. I'm like, it is just, there are so many layers to understanding the groups of people here. there's so many layers. And that's what I'm saying. If you just look at the photo and you really go in without any knowledge, you can't understand the nuances here. But then once you find out that, wait a second, I know you think it's cool that Madsen is with Avril Lavigne now. Wait till you find out he was in a throuple with Bella Thorne and Tana Mojo. Like, (laughs) what? No, because that's how crazy Hollywood is. And then it's like you have Courtney's new friend, Avril Lavigne, dating Madsen, who was in a throuple with Tana, who just tweeted and basically started the snowball effect that announced that Chloe and Tristan had broken up. Right. It's it's very, very fun to watch. And again, I would like to repeat from a distance. From my phone. Always from my phone. I actually have decided that at this stage of my life, I don't want to see anything go down that's not from my phone. Yeah. We are really huge fans of just watching from a distance. Normalize watching from a distance. Yeah. So I'm a big fan of transparency across all aspects of life. Like generally speaking, there's pretty much nothing I wouldn't rather be told straight up. But specifically when I'm buying something or paying for a service, I just want to know what I'm getting myself into. And oftentimes there can be so much nonsense or so much yada yada For example, sneaky terms hidden in the fine print of contracts or bills that randomly go up without properly alerting you or budget airlines with cheap fares, but then exorbitant fees to make up for it elsewhere. And we just should not need to be dealing with this type of yada yada in our lives. 
And yes, you could read every single word of every single contract, and that's one way of avoiding it. Or you can go with a trusted brand like Metro by T-Mobile that helps you to get ahead and not pull you back. That's right. You don't take yada yada from life, so don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and not a yada yada, which honestly gives so much peace of mind. Like you shouldn't have to compromise for an okay option with sacrifices when you really deserve that full transparency. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. Also, we didn't even talk about this. It happened last week, but Kylie and Travis did their first red carpet together since the news of them separating, which I know it's not their first ever, but in recent times. And it was on June 15th. They attended the 2021 Parsons Benefit at Pier 17 in New York. Travis was honored. They brought Stormy. You guys know exactly the photos I'm talking about. I don't have to describe them. Kylie's in that green dress. And when he makes his speech, he says, I love you, Stormy, and I love you, wifey. Apparently, they are going strong. We saw her Father's Day display. Again, I think we all thought this, but those photos were definitely worthy of some intense discussion. Oh, absolutely. I think the uh, I love you, wifey was probably the most important aspect of all of this in terms of, of them. But they are just one of those couples where, first of all, I never thought they were fully broken up. And I think I said this when we were talking about it last week during the Kardashian episode, during the part one of the reunion. Like, I think most people assumed that they were broken up, but not completely. And there was still very much a probability of them hooking up. What you're seeing now is presumably them completely back together. But I would not be surprised in the slightest if that relationship kind of continued to ebb and flow a little. Oh, for sure. I mean, keep in mind, Kylie's what, 23? Yeah, she's young. Yeah. No, I think that that it will. And I think the underlying level will always be one of civility because I don't necessarily anticipate cheating or public embarrassment in any way. I just think it could be a mutual decision to kind of do things in a more relaxed fashion when it comes to the timeline. Uh, They strike me as two people who are very on the same page. I think so too. And the other thing that I noticed with them, and this is, I guess, reflective of like people in my life. So I don't know if every, if other people feel the same way, but it's one thing to care about a Kardashian red carpet spotting because you care about the family. And then there's another thing when you just recognize that it's making a dent in pop culture and the amount of my straight guy friends that sent me those posts asking like, Oh shit, does this mean they're back together? Was really telling to me. Yeah. People really like them as a couple, I think, or at least are, or are at least fascinated by them as a couple. And I can say TikTok specifically went very crazy when those red carpet photos and videos were released. Yeah. And I do think that on a certain level, TikTok can be a good barometer as to, you know, where, and I guess it's a younger generation, but where people land on a certain couple. Oh, it, I mean, it absolutely gauges public interest in, in, a, in an incredible way. It's, it really is. It's fascinating. But also TikTok tends to have people that they're obsessed with to begin with. And what's interesting is in terms of the age group on TikTok, you're talking about people who kind of grew up or were in their like middle school, high school phase when Kylie was in her Tumblr era. So they have a different 
fandom and a different level of appreciation for Kylie than I think we do because they grew up with her differently. And with Travis, I think that his like position in music and him as an artist is speaks to that generation very much so as well. So the two of them together and the generational gap on TikTok is kind of the perfect audience for rooting for them as a couple. Yes. Oh my God, Julie. Of course, that King Kylie era really did something to people. And you're right. She's hitting that generation in the sweet spot, which it's one thing just for them to be, I guess, obsessed or more interested. But on top of that, what a phenomenal thing she has in her back pocket in terms of marketing. You know? Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. that's when her influence started, that King Kylie era, the Tumblr era. Like, that is when Kylie went from like the Kardashian little sister to like, just an influence in her own right. Yeah, but to have the TikTok audience kind of by the balls in a way, which is not at all represented by your fame. You could be a very, very famous person and just something about you, the TikTok community decided that you're trying too hard or you're not being authentic or whatever it is, it's not working. And so the fact that she almost has that built in, even though it's not her TikTok presence that is doing it, it's their understanding of her from the King Kylie era. That's a lucky spot to be in because all of her siblings can't say the same. Oh, definitely. Wow, what a ride. Are you sweating? I turned the air off because it was making so much noise. I'm sweating. I can't even talk to you about how hot I am right now. I'm, I'm in my small apartment and I am literally dripping sweat. <laughs> Give you guys a nice visual. Um, okay, guys. Well, we love you so much. Isabel and I will see you later this week for our Bravo episode. We'll be back next week, Monday, regularly. And remember, the Black-owned businesses are now in the description. So look there. And I think that's it. Anything else you want to add? No, I think that's it, kiddo. I just had a lot of fun, Julie. Time of my life, obviously. I'm going to see you tomorrow. I'm so excited. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Okay, well, we love you guys. I love you. And we'll see you later this week. Bye.